Welcome to The Grind, a church planting podcast by the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, full of practical tips, missional strategies, and personal stories to bring you insights and encouragement on your church planting journey. We're your hosts, Neil Scoggins and Greg Addison, coming to you live from Little Rock. All right, and welcome back to The Grind. Nope, this is not the Dayton Club. This is Neil Scoggins, and we've got a brand new person. Well, Greg, I don't think you're brand new in the seat anymore. No, I had a birthday this week. I can't have a. That can't right. be brand new under anybody's brand, definition. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> Greg, Greg, I'm gonna start calling you the wannabe millennial. I'm there sorry, I go. cannot get that. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot get that out of my head. So you're gonna be taking duck face selfies and posting on got the it. show notes. Although my kids tell me all the time, Dad, you're just too old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you know you're old when you you don't mention the sample. You you mentioned the original song where the sample came from. Right. Yeah, that's where you, that's, that's when exactly you know right. you're you're actually old. My, my son called me last week, and he used to tease people my whole life. He, oh, he's forty nine. He's forty nine. And when I'm in my thirties, I'm you know frustrated with that. <laughs> well, now I'm like well past that. <laughs> so yeah. He's like, Dad, I don't even know what to say anymore. You're you're you've aged past the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what do you call when you outlive the joke? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. bad. Yeah. That's that's real bad. There well, you it's go. awesome to be here, Neil. Thanks for letting me uh, co-host with you and become a part of the grind. It's, yeah, it's awesome, man. It's fun to have you here. He's this is highbrow. It's highbrow now because Greg is here. Yeah, and we're we're dealing with it. Dave no, McClung, it's not. It's not ever. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's, no. Dave is here now, sitting in a totally different seat, and different it's weird yep. for you to sit in that seat. He's yep. not sitting in as a host or co-host. I feel He's completely out of control, and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're personally we're enjoying the fact we say, "Dave, be quiet." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, in grind history, yeah. the only person to ever tell Dave to be quiet with their eyes, Andrea Lennon. Oh, dude, I'm tell you. Andrea Lennon, she she'll, did it. She'll cut you. She did, yeah, well, with her eyes. Well, I'd have been eyes. quiet, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There yeah. you go. We have been chronicling. We've been, uh, That's a, is that a highbrow word? That's a great yeah, word. Yeah, we've been yeah. chronicling. I can't say it too many times, but if you say it three times, it's it's a it's a word in a sermon. But we've been yeah. watching and tracking uh, Dave McClung and uh, planting Summit Valonia yep. uh, last couple of episodes. If you missed the last episode or even the episode before that, Check them out so you can stay uh, uh, on track with what we're what we're doing and what we're talking about. Actually, walking through the process of Dave McClung uh, leaving us here at the ABSC uh, as a staffer and uh, still part of the family as a planter mm-hmm. in uh, Valonia uh, Summit, Valonia, and we're real excited about that. So uh, we talked about uh, our anchors that what we called them off air, the anchors that you kind of launched in last time. We're going to jump right into uh, core group because you yeah. can't have a. Uh, a plant without a core group. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And that was one of those things uh, in that episode. And again, I agree with Neil, you guys need to listen to that, laying out that timeline. But we talked some about the in this beginning stage, how you pull your core group together, what you're starting to do with them. And so we, we uh, thought we wanted to unpack that some more mm-hmm. because that is such a key group. Neil just said, you can't do it without them. Yeah. 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 And so they are really key in this process. So, uh, when I was pastoring at First Cabot, <clears throat> we started a satellite campus in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And so I went through the process of trying to uh, 
cast a vision for our folks and get them to come join, be a part of that. And frankly, I was really terrible at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, that is not a normal vision casting skill. Yeah. That's not a thing a lot of guys do. Yeah. Hey, I know you love our church, but why don't you leave our church and go do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So yeah. it'd be great to, as you're having those conversations, mm-hmm. as you're putting together a core group, uh, I know that you have some folks, but there's also some of that conversation that goes on. What does this mean? What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Why would I leave my church and all that? How, you sort of give us a, a sense of that. Since you're in the stages of doing that, have just done done some of that. How do you talk to that core group person yeah. to effectively sort of connect with them where they really can pray about that and decide yeah. if God's calling to be a part of that? Yeah, and, and, and this is a little bit of a unique situation because we have such a great sending church, and uh, uh, the you know the people that I'm I'm working with have, have lived in Valonia, but been driving to Conway to church, and so so they've had some experience with Summit, you right. know, to are already uh, to start with, and, and I think I said this last episode, you know, really what early on what they've bought into is is Summit because they didn't know me. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's okay if if I'm I'm going to do this, you know, they, they've got to know me, they've got to buy into me. And, and we have one, have one couple I talked with our, our first kind of core group meeting, uh, who actually lives about two minutes from summit Conway, but they've been in a Valonia small group. And, and Zach told me the other night, he said, you know, we're trying to decide if we're going to stay in Conway or come be a part of this. And he said, he said, we're excited about the opportunities for community and service here mm-hmm. in Valonia. And so, so there's a couple of things that, you know, in putting this group together, you know, a lot of them already lived in Valonia. Many of them have been praying for this for a while. So, so a lot of their drive to be a part of this is because they love Valonia. That's where they live. They want to see something like Summit Conway in Valonia. Um, and so, so as far as me kind of winning them over and casting vision for them, I'm just continuing kind of the vision that's already been cast by Summit in some ways. But highlighting, you know, letting them get to know me and, and realize that this guy's a, he's an idiot. He's a wild man. Uh, this, Glad they this, know. This could be some fun, you know. And, and, uh, and, and I, you know, I, I want them to know that where we're going is where Summit has been and, and you know, wants to continue to nuance and go in the future. So we're going to stay in continuity with that. Yeah. Um, but nuancing it specifically to Valonia. And when I, anytime... I can talk about, I mean, we haven't even moved there yet. And when they hear me talk about things that I've picked up on the community, for instance, the first time I sat down and met with uh, David Stevens and Tommy Bates, the guys who will be my two elders, first time I met with them, I told them, I said, here's, here's what I know about Valonia so far. I said, I know that the school is a com- the center of the community, that if we're going to have any success in Valonia, we've got to be involved in the rhythms of the school. And both of them said to me, uh, you hit it in one. Wow. So for them to know, uh, I could share with them demographic info that, you know, there's, you know, uh, population size 3,800. There's about 4,300 4, in Valonia right now. And with a five-mile radius, there's 10,000, you know, 10,000 people. Uh, I already knew kind of some of the natural rhythms of Valonia because I did my research before I met with them. And so one of the things they said to me after that is that instilled confidence in them because I already had a leg up before I ever even talked to them. Yeah. You know, um, so that kind of 
they got some buy-in there, yeah. you know, with yeah. that. Um, yeah, that's good. I, you know, a couple of principles in there, whether you're, you have a sponsored church that's going to give you some core group or right. you're pulling a core group. Uh, I really like that. That's really true. Uh, most guys, I think, would start with the idea that, you know, people are dying and going to hell and we need to have a outpost there, that kind of thing. And that's very true. It is. But, but that person who's going to leave their church or they've been out of church and they've been called and God's stirring them and they're going to become a part, however you get that core deal, mm-hmm. here's a more fundamental question for them. Yeah, that's true. There are lost people there, but can you yeah. be the guy to lead? Yeah, that's there? right. Yeah, that's right. And that's a great thought. I, yeah. And that's probably one of those things I messed up when I was doing that. I, I, I just sort of ran off on the overly spiritual, you know, heavy-handed thing yeah. uh, without – understand the reality there's a reality to if i'm going to leave this church or if i'm going to go join in that and commit my family to that i got to know that guy's got skills and the second thing i've heard you say is i got to know that you're committed to that so your deal about called to a community yeah when your research and the depth of what that means it's not just that um you, you got two things. I'm called to the community. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. very clear because you got those details. Yeah. And you're competent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know exactly. how to research that. And what yeah. You do. yeah. Those are great yeah. thoughts. And well, that's street yeah. cred, too, because yeah. if you think about it, I mean, you, like you said, before you met with them, you, you, you know, you don't want to go into a place and people say, well, he may be smart, but does he have the heart or is he yeah. smart enough to understand what's happening here? Yeah. For you to even say that and them to say, hey, you got it in one, yeah. then they're going to spread it and yeah. they're going to go and tell somebody else and say, hey, you know what? This guy's the real deal. It's not a fly. Because think about it. There are a lot of people that do the whole parachute drop and they just land somewhere and they mm-hmm. go, hey, y'all come. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a different it's a different world now. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're not yeah. parachute dropping, so we've got some some, you know, capital already with some people, but we're not doing y'all come either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, Jesus, you know, Jesus sent continually. Yeah. Uh, he went to the people. He sent his disciples to the people. He didn't wait for them to come to him. There you go. Now, as he went and developed a reputation, then people started coming right to him. But that's not the way he started. Yeah, uh, he walked by. Peter and Andrew and said, Hey, you come follow Y'all me. Come. He yeah, went yeah. to James and John. Hey, you come follow me. Yeah. And so it, you know, I tell people all the time this is one of the things about the gospel. The gospel is good news always, but how it is good news depends on who you're talking to. That's true. Uh, there's some nuance there and how it's going to hit people, what their needs are, what they, what they need, how they're going to hear the gospel and unpack it. You need to kind of have an idea about that. Now I told Tommy and David, I said, I said, here's what I understand so far about Valonia based on my limited knowledge. I said, now you guys are going to know the nuances of that. So what I need is here's my 30,000 foot view understanding. What I need for you guys is to start bringing it down to the, you know, to the ground level. Yeah. Because you live here, you work here. I said, now I'm going to get here. I'm coming. Yeah. But I need your help to help me nuance this and understand that, you know, as we get closer. So anytime they, they know that I I've been doing some homework, they know that I'm coming, I'm committed, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be there. And they know that I need them and want them to be involved in what we're doing too. Yeah. Uh, there's an expectation there. That's, and that's a great word. People respond to need. They respond yes. to vision. They respond yes. to need. And so uh, I have a need, and here's how you 
can be a key part of meeting meeting that, that yeah. need. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I just there, I, th- I'm really kind of grooving on this thing too. There's a that's really you're doing a great job explaining that, Dave. In some ways, when you go to a church, like there's a whole thing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I go to that church, my kids love the children's ministry, or my right. student loves the student ministry, mm-hmm. and the worship is awesome, right. or I'm fed in the preaching, or the people are really nice, and there's community, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. When you go to a church plant, you, you got to build planter. it all. Yeah, you got it. the planter. That's, that's all you got. Yeah, and so we sit in these meetings where these planters will pitch to us. This kind of plant or that kind of plant, and you're thinking, man, I get that as an idea, but dude, you got nothing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. you know. And there's, yeah. I've never thought about it in this mm-hmm. way yeah. as you've explained it. They have to buy into the planter. I mean, it's yeah. not about yeah. us, but it sort of is. Oh yeah, because that's all there is yeah. at that moment. So it's it's not you personally, but it is some degree, and it's also your competence, your vision, yeah. your calling there. Yeah, because I've got to. That's all I've got to tap into. I don't have all the pieces of the church yet. Yeah. Well, and here's the reality. Um, I got a hearing because of who Summit is. I got an initial hearing gotcha. from those folks. Gotcha. And, and that's, a, that's a great leg up. It's, you, you've got an opportunity. Uh, but if I don't connect with them in those first couple of meetings and they don't see some of what they're used to and their expectations are of their previous leaders, yeah. then I'm, I've lost them. Yeah. They're, they're gone. And, and I, and it, and, and that's where you go in, in, yeah, I told somebody, uh, I've, I've told people as part of my testimony, you know, growing up, I was saved when I was eight years old and, and, and responded to Jesus in a way and, as much knowledge as an eight-year-old boy can have. I'm yeah. firmly convinced that was a real con- conversion experience. When I was 21, I had kind of a, another shaping moment uh, that where my understanding of following Jesus took on a whole new deal. And I, I, I describe it this way. I went from living off the faith of my parents to developing my own faith. That's good. And That's so good. what they're doing when they first come to me, they're living off the experience they had at Summit. But when, when they meet me and we start talking about this church plant, it's got to become their own experience. Yeah. It's got to become their own journey. Yeah. And so if I can't help them flip that switch, uh, you know, Kyle texted me the other day uh, when he started seeing the responses to this meeting because he was copied on all of them as well. Uh, after after about the 20th response <laughs> that he, he was copied on, his email was blowing up. He said, uh, he said, dude, it's just excited response after excited response. He said, you've got a church. Wow. Yeah, see, that's the richness of having, not to do ESPN self-advertising, but that's, <laughs> the, that's the richness of you walking this journey with us yeah. because you've got training guys and now you're doing it and that richness. That's a thing that I see in the things that I've done with church planning team and all that, listen to these guys. Like, guys don't get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. and that whole point right there, Summit may get you a, a, an audience, yep. but you have got to deliver in that deal. Yeah. Um, it, it's just really true. And, you know, when you think through the experience, like uh, the churches I pastor here are great churches, but they were very significant revitalization things. Mm-hmm. And so when we went there, you know, it was tough on our kids. It was tough on our family. There's not stuff in place. Now, there's spiritual value of learning ministry and mm-hmm. walking to yeah. mm-hmm. But there's a risk, and it's difficult. Yep. Man, that's even more so when I'm going to take my family out of church. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
and I'm gonna go to your storefront or yeah. somebody's den somebody's on Monday room. night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, there you go. And I gotta know. Yeah, yeah, I gotta know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. dude, you gotta look me in the eye. I gotta know. Yeah, have you got this? Well, and I t- and I told him I said, and, and here's one of the things that's been surprising to me, and and I, you know, I, I'm probably my own worst critic. I, I'm a relentless evaluator. I, I will critique myself to death. And, uh, um, you know, it's just, I do. And sometimes, you know, I walk away thinking, oh, I wish I'd said this and wish I said that. One of the things that's been surprising, I guess a little bit surprising to me is I haven't had, I don't feel like I've had to do as much convincing as I expected to. Hmm. And maybe I've done a better job of selling this than I think I have. Uh, but, but it, it's been fascinating to see the excitement level. The, these are spiritual people. I mean, they've been praying for this for a while. Um, and so they've had a vested interest in this, um, for a while, but, but they've still got to like me. They've still got to, you know, buy in to, but, yeah. to what we're doing. And, uh, and so I don't take that for granted. So there's been, I can't tell you how many hours I have prayed leading up to these meetings and just trying to think through, God, what are the key things I need to say? What are those initial things that I need to say where they're going to walk away and say, okay, I'm going to give that guy another hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's rich. This is not just going in there and giving them the great commission. Uh, or a uh, pitch. Oh no. This is a prepared prayed over. I, that's, that's rich. It's I, not a song I'm, and dance. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it goes back to something that you said last, I can't, I can't reiterate. You have to go back and listen to the previous one to, for all of this to go together. But you talked about the, the, the writ or the, the, the thickness or the, intensity of the sending church. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know there's sometimes there's some guys that want to be a sending church. They may have the resources, may have people, may have thoughts. If you're a pastor and you want to think about that. Uh, but the sending church already had a personality and the whole deal, but they set prayer as a priority, mm-hmm. which you just kind of carry that over as well. Yeah. Not only were you praying, but the sending church was yep. praying. Yep. So if you really want to partner, yep. and, I, and I know we talk about planters yep. and planters are listening and the whole deal, but there are some sending churches that can say, hey, we may not be able to do this, but boy, we can come behind yep. you and pray. And, and you're laying text, that piece out. I've gotten texts from every one of those lead pastors continually praying for you this morning. Man. Hey, I know you got a big meeting coming up today, praying for that. And then text following, I got two texts from Kyle Reno and Jonathan Bergen Wednesday night about 9.30. Hey, how'd it go tonight? We've been praying for you yeah. while you've been there. Yeah. And and so you you there's there's no way to overemphasize how important that is. Yeah, that's uh, major. It, yeah, because you're plowing new spiritual ground. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and the old thing, it comes out a lot yeah. of different ways, but uh, you can work before you pray, yeah. but you can't impact till after you pray. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. That's a bottom however, line. all those little yeah, 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 that yeah. come yeah. out, yeah. that's sending church planter. That's a big deal. Well, yeah. and I told them, I told them our, uh, in, in our fir- very first interest meeting, uh, Kyle Reno got up and, and he talked about this process of them getting the building, praying through taking the building, praying for the planter, how they landed on me, you know, what he saw and what they all saw in me that said, this is the guy that needs to lead this. And I mean, he's just, I'm sitting there thinking, who in the heck is he talking about? You know, cause he's laying it on thick, you know, and, and cause he's, he's trying to help get them to buy into me yeah. as well. And so, so then I got up and I said, wow, I, I don't even know how to respond to that, you know, and follow that. But I told him, I said, and this is another thing I wanted to set right up from the get go. I said, now look, 
I said, here's, here's something you need to understand, you know, about me. I said, I've been doing this for 11 years with, with a bunch of planners, many who have succeeded, some who have failed. And I said, um, I said, you can have the most charismatic, the most gifted guy on the planet and, and it still not go. Yep. And I said, I said, we've got the backing of an incredible sending church. I said, you guys have been poured into by an incredible staff. I said, I've had 11 years of, of church planning experience, training guys and everything like that. But I said, if we're not praying through this and God's not in this, it will not work. That's right. Yeah. That's and it. I said, so don't come in here thinking that this is a given because of all these factors. Yeah. And One other thing I like you said in that, I think is a part of that, is this is not just... Um, you know, a generic uh, call of God through the Great Commission or whatever, but as you're talking about as Kyle was talking to them, part of that come and be part of the core group, he's saying this is how God's opened doors, yeah. this is how God's yeah. work, this is yeah. how God's moving. So it's not just a generic got to go reach people. It's God is working here, and that helps that person know I'm tapping into mm-hmm. something here. I'm signing on for something that God's put his thumb on. Well, and he said something that night that I did not know, uh, even in all of our conversations. He said there, there's a team of them in Conway that have been praying for Valonia for two years. Mm. Um, now, we had they took over the building uh, in December, uh, well, January of 2008, uh, 2019. Yeah, because we started this conversation into 2018. But they had already even been praying about Valonia before I ever called and said, hey, we've got this building. Would you guys, we don't want to lose this building. Would you take it over? And so I did not know that until he shared that that night. And some of those people in that room have been a part of those, those prayer times for two That's years. Wow. So, All right, so we've, those are some key things there. Uh, we talked about some key, really rich principles about casting that vision and getting a buy-in. So now, you, now they go, hey, man, we're in. I, I'm all excited. God's moving. Mm-hmm. I'm there. So you start with your core group, mm-hmm. and you've talked a little bit about the importance of them bonding together and bonding, mm-hmm. you know, all that. So, so talk to us right now. You're in that stage, yeah. pulling them together. Talk to us a little bit about what that looks like, making them an actual group individuals yeah. now we got to become a group, group. yeah so how yeah. Did that work yeah so so that wednesday night our first core you know official core group meeting i'm i'm watching you know and i talked about this a little bit last time that we've got two small groups represented but they don't know each other yeah you know go to two different services you know they they some acquaintance i'm sure being in the community but they don't know each other and so so you know then a big task becomes okay how do we connect them together so my two, and this was, this was great to see, and I didn't even have to prompt them on it. Uh, but uh, Tommy Bates, who's one of my other elders, couldn't be there that night because they were going to a mission trip meeting. They're headed to, we're going to send people on mission before we ever launch, which is pretty cool. Wow. So he was at a mission team meeting going to Jordan coming up. But, um, but Tommy and Susan and Kelly uh, Stevens, uh, um, kind of two elder families, they strategically went and sat at tables with people that they didn't know well wow. uh, or were new people. Yeah. And, uh, and our building relationships, people that were not in their, in their small groups. So, so right off the bat, and it's just, I'm just, I'm watching the whole night and trying to make observations and formulate some plans in my mind of how to really connect them together. And so things that they're saying, their interest levels, things like that. 
uh, you know, will be ways that we can connect people. Like I'm thinking about Sean Moeller owns a gym uh, and thinking, okay, let's let's get some guys to, to working out together. That's a way to, you know, because uh, we're doing, a, you know, 21 days of prayer and fasting. People are losing weight. People are thinking about kind of health and well-being right now. So let's, let's see if Sean would do something, you know, with us on that. I had another guy come up to me and say, hey, man, uh, I'm, I'm telling you tonight, anything you need me to do, I want you to call me. He said, I just want to be a part of whatever you're doing. Uh, and I said, well, I said, what do you like to do? I said, what's your fun thing? He said, I love to, love to kayak. He said, I've, I've been a fisherman. He said, I'm a hunter and everything. But he said, I don't even care about fishing anymore. He said, I just love getting a kayak out on the water. Wow. And he said, I've got four of them. And I said, I said, well, why don't we organize a guy's day out? Let's just go kayak on a lake or river or something. And so his wheels are turning. So he's already thinking. And, uh, and so there's about four of us standing there talking about that right then. So instant connection over something that other guys in that room kind of enjoy doing. So here's a way to pull them together. Okay. Yeah. Word from the Lord here, Neil. Uh-oh, here We're it is. We're recording the next Grind podcast on kayaks on the river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you, yeah. you, you know, brothers don't swim, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be controlling the drone or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get you yeah. a kayak with training, with training pontoons. Pro- yeah, yeah. So you there won't you fall go. over. So I won't flip yeah. over. There yeah. you go. But it's something that you said in there that you immediately, you know, you, you didn't wait. You like, uh, I had a pastor used to tell me you have to strike when the iron is hot. Yeah. When he said what he was interested in, you didn't wait two days and then call him back or a week later. You immediately jumped right in and said, hey, let's you know go what? do that. You have value. Yeah. What you said, let's do. Mm-hmm. Let's do that right then. I think that was just major, man. I think we miss those opportunities and get mad because people don't return. Yeah. Well, we we missed the open door. And I, I don't know how to kayak, <laughs> you know, you, but you I will. love the water. He's and I love the canoe. Them, dude. You, know, you can figure that. it out. So, I'm, so, so here's an opportunity for Ben to teach me how to do something he loves. Yeah. And, and I get to go hang out with some of my church members doing some learning something new and doing something they all kind of love. Yeah. Uh, another one of the other guys said, we just took a bunch of guys and we went ax throwing. You know, so that's a hot, yeah, that's a, that's I'll a do hot, that. that's a hot deal. My, right and my now. millennial wannabe thing. That's that everybody yeah, wants to do that. Yeah. That's they're like, all, yeah. they're all doing that. They got and it I from said, Johnny Carson. Yeah. I'm just saying. And I said, okay, I said, they did that in their small group. I said, okay, we're pulling both small groups together to do that next time. And I'm in. Cool. So, so anytime somebody's saying, here's something I love to do, find a way to connect it with other people in, in the room. That's good. Okay. So if you're, we're talking about building those relationships and all that. Yeah. When I did my first, one of my first ministry jobs, I was a singles pastor. So uh, it was great. Loved it. But you had to learn the nuances of that and you couldn't do anything until they'd fellowshiped. Yeah, because yeah. they yeah. were, you know, yeah. they live yeah. by themselves and yeah. stuff like that. So they that was that was a key part of community mm-hmm. for them and all mm-hmm. that. So I would assume there's some aspect of this, especially at the beginning. Yeah, it's what you're describing: yep. getting That's the good. guys yeah. together, yep. get, doing stuff together, praying together. Right, so talk to so you, when you have meetings, you have icebreakers. You do. Is there a focus on really getting them to connect? Yeah, um, it, here's. Here's one of the things that I, I learned this in my last pastor before coming to work for the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. Um, if you if you can get people together around something that is kind of neutral and common to them, then all of a sudden walls and barriers start falling down, and, and you really get to know people. I, I'll give you an example, and I've told this story when I've preached all over the state because it's still it was one of those teaching moments that God had for me. 
that I didn't know this was going to come out of that, but it was one of those things that shaped my ministry from, from here on out. We had a family in our community who were not, not believers, not in church, uh, having tough financial time. They were trying to build a house, living in a trailer, lost jobs, things like that. Banks coming to get the trailer. They're about to be mm. homeless while they're trying to build this house. And, uh, and so their, their boys played football, and so their football coach was part of our men's team. We were having a men's prayer group one morning. And he said, I think we need to do something for this family. I said, I think we need to do something for this family. He said, I think we need to help them build their house. And I said, okay, what do you mean? He said, we've got builders, electricians, plumbers, finished carpenters, everything. They've got the materials. They just need to get in this thing quicker than they're going to be able to do it themselves. Wow. I said, okay. Uh, and this guy's real suspicious of me because I'm a preacher. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's, I'm yeah. trying to build relationships with him. Can't do it. His boys, I baptized both his boys. They're in our church. They're praying for their dad, all this stuff. So we went over to see him. And, uh, and I took Paul with me, the coach. Uh-huh. And when, when he got out of the car, uh, this guy said, Hey man, Hey Paul, how you doing? When I got out of the car, he goes, Oh, <laughs> I kid you not. Here comes the preacher. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> and so we chit chat a little bit and I'm just getting to know this guy. And I said, look, man, I said, here's why we're here. We want to help you guys build your house. No, you've been a tough bind. No strings attached. He, I mean, you could see the suspicion come over his face. I said, I'm not going to ask you to come to church three Sundays out of the month for the next 10 years to pay off. <laughs> this, no debt, nothing like that. We love you. We want to help. We got people can do this. What do you think? He said, let me think about it, and I'll call you. Fair enough. That's great. We left. His wife calls a little bit later. She's just bawling. She said, I can't believe you guys are going to do this. Ron said he thought it would be great. Okay. So move the story along. We're about – three weeks into this and he's you know early on he's looking at us like we're nuts i mean because we're cracking jokes they're taking bets on when i'm going to fall off the scaffolding and have to go to the hospital they're making fun of me because i went and bought a new tool belt and a new hammer and forgot to take the sticker off both of them i mean it's just total tim the tool man taylor moment and i'm the butt of everybody's jokes and he's never been around church that, people like cool. that. Yeah. And so we're taking a break one night and talking and he said, and he's opening up at this point. And he said, you know, brother Dave, he said, uh, I had never been around any normal Christians before. <laughs> and wow. it was one of those times God said, ding, 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 ding. And I said, I said, well, well, what about this group makes you think they're normal? <laughs> and, uh, right. and he just died laughing. He said, no, you know what I mean? I said, no, I said, unpack that a little bit. He said, I've been in church two times in my life. And he said the both times my grandmother took me, the church was in a fight and they were angry and yelling at one another. And I thought, if that's the way it is, I'll never go back. Wow. And he said, I've never been back. Wow. And he said, then you asked to come in and help us do this. And I'm watching you guys. And he said, you like one another. And he said, you're just normal guys. And he said, when you smash your finger with a hammer, you say something you probably shouldn't say, you know, I said, it hurts, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he said, you're just normal guys. And I said, well, I said, here's the thing about these guys that make them a little abnormal. I said, they do love one another and care for one another. I said, they love you and care for you. I said, but they love Jesus as well. That's good. And I said, I want you to know, they want you to know that Jesus. And so we didn't, I didn't take the conversation any further than that about about two months in, uh, I get a call from him. He said, man, I need to talk to you. 
And I said, okay. I got on the phone immediately and called all our guys, and I said, Ron just called me to his house and said I need to talk to you. Y'all need to pray. You need to pray. There you go. And uh, so here, here's what I learned. And, and he and I ended up getting to lead him to the Lord, uh, baptize him. It's awesome. I mean, it's an awesome deal. But here's what I learned in all that. You, you've got to be with people before you can get people to respond to Jesus. Yes, They've got real, to know yeah. you. They've got to know that you love them and, and care for them. And so when you look at Jesus, his whole ministry, he was constantly going to people's homes. He was Mm -hmm. constantly eating meals with people. He was constantly engaging in conversation with people before he did anything. Yeah. with them and then he would change their lives yeah, yeah. yeah so there's a, there's a bad I'm gonna badly paraphrase a CS Lewis deal but he said um, you can't create a true friendship by just going and making making the friendship the object of of your work. Exactly. That a real relationship is built when two people go together. There you go. And as you're working on something together, taking a journey together, you learn to trust each other, you learn to be vulnerable, all that. So so that's that's very rich. And then what you're also talking about kind of leads that next question we were going to ask was, and you've already transitioned in this, how you're developing, they're developing relationships, but you're developing the relationship with yes. them as their pastor. Yes. yes. So they're doing stuff together, but you're getting in there with them. Yes. And doing that together. So here's what, here's what happened in all that kind of wrap that thought up a little bit. And, and you're exactly right. So we're doing, and, and I wanted to do this because I knew that it would, it would benefit this family. Yeah. They, they needed help, yeah. and we had the ex- expertise to help them. I didn't. They did. The other guys did. But what I also knew is it would get this group of guys together where they're hanging out, and, and they're mm-hmm. developing a relationship with a lost guy that they're starting to pray for. So, so their relationships are, are growing. They're doing something they can already do and leveraging it for ministry. They're now praying for a lost guy and seeing a couple of the guys in there share the gospel with him along the way and how he's responding, how we're doing it. It's demystifying that yeah. evangelism process. Yeah. Uh, and then when they get to see him come to Christ, every one of them had a part in it. Yeah. And now uh, they know how to do it. And now yeah. they know how to do it. And so in that journey, I walked out of there with a bunch of carpenters and contract or walked in there with a bunch of carpenters and contractors. I walked out of there with a whole bunch of new leaders. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. disciple makers, uh, mature, Absolutely. Disciple makers. And it just, it just grew from there. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Out of all of that you did, man, that is so, that's so heavy to me. The the one question I want to ask though, uh, is out of all those guys, how many guys, how many guys was it total that that there were 18 that showed up the first day? Really? Out of of 18, 19, including the the guy Mm -hmm. that you're doing the house, who won the bet? That you fell off. I did not <laughs> fall off the scaffold. <laughs> that was, I don't know. That was hey, just the deep and spiritual I was, question. I was, <laughs> hey, and I was know. one of the only ones, because they were building this this really cool kind of three-story A-frame house. I was one of the only ones that would climb to the top of the scaffolding and hammer in the boards while hanging off the scaffolding. God, and, yeah, that's because uh, they were saying, well, Dave's the only guy dumb enough to do that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's Dave exactly. And they, they wouldn't let me cut a board. I, I couldn't use a power tool. They wouldn't let me cut nothing. But they'll but let, let you let hang, me from, hang, off hang from the A-frame. Yeah. There you go. 
It was man, we had so much fun yeah, doing that. I bet. They were they were rough. I mean, it was terrible to their pastor. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But they love Jesus. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. That's, they'll pray you back, dude. As you fall off. They would have taken me to the hospital had I yeah. fallen off. But, after after chuckling a little Yeah, bit. they would have laughed as I was falling to the ground and somebody would say, Here you go, there you won the bet. There you go, bud. You got yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So that's that's great. That's got both sides of that. Uh, bonding the group together yeah. and then you become their pastor working yeah. alongside that. Yeah. So that, you know, we're starting to coalesce. And that's group. what I'm looking for with this group. Yeah. What are the ways I can do that? And here's yeah. a question. Here's, here's another question then. Okay, so when you're going out to serve and you have a church body already, you know, you've got people that are engaged, you've got leaders, you've got mm-hmm. helpers, you've got people searching all that. When, you got a, when you're planning a church, especially the stage you're in now, first month, uh, all you got are your core people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So sort of unpack for me at a principal level, what's the core group member of your dream? <laughs> Yeah, and and I think I think two things that are essential, regardless of skill level, personality, any any of that stuff, um, that you know you have a sense that God's calling you to something. That I think that's got to be there uh, for this core group because you can't you can't show up and sit down. In a mm, core group, these yeah. are people that wow. have got to be willing to yeah. to do something. Yeah. So so that that there's this sense that this is a new thing. Uh, God's calling us to this, and I've heard this over and over from these these folks. There is a they're 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 working through a calling to this. You know, God is leading them to do this. They've been praying about this and and wanting to get involved. You know, as Paul Young saying, I always wanted to be a disciple maker and so I joined downline. What I didn't know is that Valonia was coming. Yeah. And God would be sending us there. Uh, you know, it's it's Brad Wallace saying, Hey, I you know, whatever you want me to do, I'm in. I know God's leading us to to be a part of this. Uh, you know, it's been Maddox coming up and saying, Hey, you need me for anything. You call me. I'm here. So to have a calling to this and then to be present, yeah, to show up. Um, you know, there's differing. I'm sure there's, and as I get to know these guys, I'm going to figure this out. You know, some I've already seen right off the bat. These are spiritual leaders. I mean, yeah. these are these are guys that are well down the road in their spiritual journey. There are others that are are learning and they're hungry. They they want to learn. And, and you know, here's the. I've used this book, I can't tell you how many times, uh, over and over. I keep coming back to it. Uh, Patrick Lencioni's Ideal Team Player. Oh, my goodness. Looking for people who are humble, hungry, and smart. Yeah, that's, that's right. Good stuff. Yeah. And and I'm telling you, if, if you want to know what to look for in an ideal core member, that's read that book. Good. That's that's Because real. all of those things are necessary. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm watching this group, and I'm kind of measuring them along those lines. Who are people that... Um, that are humble. They're they're that they want God to use them. Mm-hmm. They 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 want to know how God's wired them and how best to leverage that for the ministry. And they know that they haven't got that all figured out now. There's mm-hmm. some humility there. God's called them to this. I don't know really what that looks like, but I'm in. Because uh, we've all had that member or that person in our uh, church. Man, they're a volunteer, and, and that, but they're a volunteer because they got it all figured out. They got and, the answers. Yeah. And, I, and if you're just desperate for a volunteer, you're going to let them do stuff, but they're yeah. going to wreak havoc. They're yep. going to arm oh, wrestle man. you. They are, and for all real. That. Yeah. So that's a great You can't lead yeah. them anywhere. That's a great picture yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. And Lencioni talks about that. He says out of the three things there, the one that's most difficult to overcome is, is humility. Humility. Yeah. If, they, if they're not humble to start with, you're, you're going to have a tough time making them a part of a team. 
thing. Yeah, you know, hungry is they're going to show up. They're ready to do something. Yeah, um, and, and they want to go to work. And then the smart piece is not just intelligence, exactly. but how can you read a situation? Can you, you read people? And relationally, and it's, smart. it's relational intelligence. Yeah, that's right. And so I'm looking for all those things, and I'm watching how they relate. We've got some guys in the room. There's a couple of engineers in the room. One in particular that comes to mind is very introverted, and uh, but brilliant. I mean, you can just tell just in conversation. This guy's smart, and uh, and and has some relational ability. I mean, they're 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 together, but there's some quirkiness in some of the couples that I think is very interesting. You know, I like quirky people because they, you know, I love having conversations with them, trying to figure out how their brain works. And yeah. you know, engineers. I mean, those guys think problem solve and differently about a lot of different things. Kind of like you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but they're, those are our skill sets that are valuable to the team. They just need to know that's valuable to yeah, the team. That's good. That's and so, good. so if they come in, you know, with the humility, I want to serve, I don't know how, I don't know where it's my job then to get to know them in such a way and for God to reveal some of this stuff to me and me be astute enough to follow up with it to say, hey, man, I've been watching you. I've been – I had this conversation with a baseball coach the other day. I said, I'm sitting here watching you. you got 49 baseball players on your team. And I said – and he said, I want to do something with the dads. He said, I've kind of written a little bit of a discipleship study, 10 weeks, I think. And he said, he said, I, I love speaking. I love teaching. And he said, he said, I want to do this with my dads. And I said, I said, absolutely, start in the spring. You pull your first interest meeting together. You highlight some of those dads. Not everybody's going to be interested. That's right. okay. Take the ones that want to do something, and you start pouring into them. Be with the others. Don't don't discount them, but pour into the ones that want to do something. And so I'm looking across this crowd and saying, okay, who, who's wanting to do something? Who who's who's ready to show up and go to work? Who's who's praying? Who's got some spiritual depth to them? And then start listening and having conversations to figure out where to where to plug them in. If that makes sense. So this oh, guy absolutely. wrote. So he wrote some devotions for. Yeah, that. he's he's got some teaching ability. Yeah. I mean, he's a school teacher as well, well yeah. as a coach. So he's a leader. He he develops leaders. Uh, he he teaches them skills. He you know he reminds he he really reminds me a little bit of Jim Putman, who is a wrestling coach. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. You know, here's wow. some things I want you to know how to do. He knows how they have good baseball teams in Valonia. And he's done a great job in there 13 years. We're getting that coach a kayak for the next. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but, uh, but he's trying, he's trying to figure it out. Uh, he's wrestling with what, what's my place on the, that's his question is what's my place on this team. I don't, and I said, I don't know yet, yeah. but here's what I'm sensing. And, uh, and so if I can, if I can highlight some things or at least get him to ask some questions uh, to, to process through and pray through and I can pray through with him then then he'll hang with me. He'll you know, the, the cool part with what, what you're talking about is like, unless you spent time yourself settling your call, yeah. there was no way you would be ready to be to able to identify, to help him process his yeah. and to kind of assimilate him in that core group. Yeah, yeah that's rich. Uh, that's, good. that's good stuff, Dave. All right, so what else? Uh, what el is there anything else you'd put on that core group, that core yeah, group, man. That member of yeah. your dreams. Yeah, if they're praying, if they're in the Word, and they're showing up, uh, then it then it's my job to build the relationships with them to start figuring out what what makes them 
unique? What yeah. makes them them? You know, Will Mancini talks all the time about, you know, what's what's unique about your church? How do you, what's, what's, what's the one thing you bring to bear on a community that community needs and all that stuff? Well, I'm looking at my core group the same way. Uh, I told him the other night, I said, uh, I said, one of the things that I always look for when I start a new ministry and that I always need is somebody with good administrative skills and good detail skills. Hmm. And I said, so I, I don't know who that is here in this group yet, but I'm going to find out. And I said, when I find out, you and I are going to be spending a lot of time together. And so, so me being self-aware and knowing what I need as a leader to help me be a better leader and lead the team better, uh, part of that is recognizing where my weaknesses are so I can look at my team and say, okay, you got great help to bring to this team. Yeah. Uh, you're going to maximize my strengths. So I'm fixing to turn you loose in this. I need you to come close to me and, and keep me out of the ditches. I need you asking these questions. Um, and so, so throwing that out there to get them to thinking, okay, I do that for a living. You know, I, my engineer guy's sitting out there thinking, I'm a detail guy, two engineer guys thinking that way. Uh, some of the school teachers are very organized people. Um, so I want them thinking, okay, here's a way I might be able to contribute to this and help. And so, no, that's good. You've got a group together. You kind of got that idea. And now as a leader, you're praying over them. Um, how you're going to fit, what opportunities is God opening mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. So that, that's really good. That, um, that's part of what you're doing as the planter, as this group is collect is coalescing together is that I'm figuring out what I got, mm-hmm. what kind of assets do I have? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Like in terms of skill sets and passions yeah. and doors that yep. they can open, you know, what has God brought into this team so you can begin to know and shape yep. how that's going to work. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think it's right. The, the, uh, the Mancini thing, um, the great commission is a clear, but general big tent sort of commission. Mm-hmm. Go reach lost people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, billions of lost people yep. in the world. If, and every church doesn't necessarily need to look the same, nor should it look the same. Right. Or they exactly. all just be first Baptist church of this corner right. of this city. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, but, uh, th- but there are, there are blue collar and white collar and inner city and urban and farmers and cowboys and, you know, all this kind of stuff. They're baseball families that right. are chasing baseball all year long. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Cheerleading families yep. and they're yeah. Boy Scout families. Yeah. And they're, you know, people don't have kids anymore and there's all these people. So yeah. it's, it's, that's the beauty of that uh, strategic mind and the and praying over that God, right. who have you brought, yep. which is going to give us that nuanced shape. Yeah. yeah, and who are we here to go get? Yeah, who'd you yeah. send us here to go get yeah. for Jesus? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I'm a big, I'm, I'm a, you know, everybody knows my love for Alan Hirsch, and and I'm a big gifts guy. God, you know, Romans twelve. You know, God puts these gifts in the body there for the go. building up of the body. Yeah. Ephesians, you know, for, for yeah. you know, for the building of the body, for the equipping of the saints, you know, for the unity of the spirit, you know, all of that stuff. And so, so Romans 12 is, look, you know, I can't say the hand, I have no need of you. Uh, I, I, I told one of the foreign churches I did in the interim, man, I said, look, somebody's got to be an elbow. Yeah. If you don't have an elbow, you can't feed yourself. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you don't really, you don't think about an elbow being very attractive on the body and necessary to the body until oh, you try and you not use it. 
can't yeah. until you can't use it. I said, when I fell down a mountain trying to ski and couldn't bend my leg for a month, <laughs> you don't realize how difficult it is to bend over and pick something up when you can't bend your knees. Yeah, yeah. I never <laughs> you know? heard of a medial collateral ligament until I tore both of them oh, on a ski accident. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You can't function. You can't. It's <laughs> a so, little ligament. Any, yeah. Anything in those small ligaments? Yeah. Oh, dude, it, it'll mess yeah. you up. And so yeah. there is there is no small piece to the – I mean, all this is essential. Everybody has a place to play. Yeah. And 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 that's one of, you know, one of my heartbeats and passions anyway is, to, it, you know, as Baptists, we believe strongly in the priesthood of the believer. That, that everybody can hear from God. Everybody can have a relationship with God. Everybody can serve. Yeah. And so we just got to find that place for everybody and, and create enough avenues for ministry and, and service that everybody can walk in and say, okay, there's a place for me to fit. Yeah. There's yeah. a place for me to serve. Okay, you got um, – so that's good. You're, you're looking at your group as you get to know them, as you yeah. build those relationships. They're connecting. Now I'm seeing what I've got. I'm beginning to see God give a – sort of a path or a vision. I can equip this guy to do this and this lady to do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know. mm-hmm. Okay, you got those core members. They're, they're faithful. They're there. Mm-hmm. God stirred them. They're hungry, humble, and all that. Mm-hmm. But then from that, there's a core core group. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you got to have those key spots. The Peter, you know? James, the Peter and James and John. I mean, I'm in the, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm in the body and I'm valuable to the body, but I'm just an earlobe. Yeah. You gotta have a thumb. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. gotta have a thumb. How, how do you begin to identify or have you started that yet? Have you seen, how does that work? Okay. That dude's a thumb and, and I need that guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I'll, I'll use, you know, the two guys are going to be my first two elders. We'll have one of them will be a directional elder. They'll be a part of the whole summit team. Uh, directional elders, the other one be a shepherding elder, and both of them will function as shepherding elders as well in and kind of oversee small groups and things like that. One of the things that uh, and those two guys have have demonstrated that they are that kind of leader. Just they're the two guys, the two families that I know the best so far moving into this, and and just their. I'll, I'll give you a real practical. Yeah, say it because that's key. Yeah, it, it can't just be I've known these two families longer than anybody. Else. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, so they've, they've get into that. Right yeah, there. they've demonstrated this. So I'll, I'll give you a very practical example. The, you know, they were the first two families we met, um, the first two families we had conversations with because they're going to be the the two you know probably strongest leaders, most spiritual leaders. Let's not diminish anybody else, but that's who's surfaced that Summit Conway has said these guys are you know, next level guys. And, and both of them that could probably plant churches and pastor themselves. I mean, there's incredible leaders. And so, so the day after Christmas, we're, we're talking all this time. We're building toward January. We're building toward announcement day, building toward core group meeting, first Wednesday prayer, all that stuff. And so they're the two guys that I'm constantly bouncing things off the day after Christmas. Uh, my dad goes in the hospital, has three mini strokes, mm. winds up in the hospital. I mean, I've, I've, I don't know how many conversations I've had with these guys, you know, over the last couple of months. I've just known them for just a few months. Uh, some of the first texts I got were from those two guys. Wow. Um, and about every other day, they're texting and checking, calling and checking. Hey, give me an update. How's he doing? Uh, how can we pray? Hey, we've got our whole core group, our whole small group praying. Uh, I, I, I start talking, sending out emails. I'm getting responses. Hey, how's your dad doing? Uh, wow. People I hadn't talked to because they had been mobilizing, getting people to pray, wow. you know, for things like that. Uh, I go, Tommy calls me and he says, hey, he says, if you want to drive around, look at houses, 
come on, I'll, I'll drive you around, show you around Valonia. So we spent the day, hey, I want to take you over and meet this person over here. They own a lot of land, know a lot of things in Valonia. Um, you know, David's calling saying, hey, have you thought about this? I mean, they're they're initiating so much yeah. stuff and they're helping me think through. They're helping me ask the right questions, meet some of the right people. Uh, hey, I got the fire chief coming down to burn off all this brush. Won't you come down and meet Keith? Um, you know, and, and, and it's just, I mean, just immediately those guys are doing all this stuff and, and, and they're doing this with a guy that they, they don't know very well yet. Yeah. Uh, it's just who they are. Yeah. It's about their heart. It's about their their character. That stirring you talked about. Yeah. So they're in for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ronnie Simmons, you know, the high school principal, we've talked getting to know one another and talking more and more. He said, Dave, I can't tell you how long I've prayed for this. And he said, you are an answer to prayer. And he wow. said, I'm all in, whatever you need me to do. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, this guy's been a student pastor. He's been on church staff. Now he's leading a, a high school. He's been a school teacher. I mean, he's got all this skill in in, in leading people. And, and and he's saying to me, man, I'll, I'll do whatever. Yeah. And uh, and so, so some of those guys are really starting to surface to the top. My guess is, just in my initial survey, uh, I, I really do believe this. I think I'm going to have more leaders like that than not based on what I've seen out of this core group. I'd say right. over half are going to reveal themselves to be that kind of leader. Um, as we, as we get to know, I just haven't gotten to know some of the others as much as I have those initial, you know, two families, but you know, healthy three, you know, if you have a healthy environment, uh, just people feel comfortable and they grow yeah. and they just kind of manifest yeah. themselves. If it's crazy, if, if I got to figure out kind of what direction you're going and I don't know, and I'm unsure and all of that, uh, it won't, things won't happen. But mm-hmm. I believe that again, I go back to the, the priority of prayer and mm-hmm. I, and I'm not trying to be super spiritual, but the priority of prayer, mm-hmm. the priority of, I can't have a conversation with anyone else mm-hmm. until I've settled it with myself. <coughs> then it's like God is saying, "Okay, I can trust you. Mm-hmm. I can trust you with that." He knows where the seat where things are planted, and He's allowed you to kind of pull those guys in. Yeah. The the other thing too that we don't want to don't want to diminish is that you've said this guy, this guy, this guy, and, I, and I'm trying. I'm not oh. trying to be. Um, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. Healthy manhood, healthy men that are standing and 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 pulling together, it will change the dynamic of a church. Mm-hmm. Not just having just random folks that come around and mm-hmm. do whatever, but you got guys, yeah. you got men, you got coaches, and you yeah. got wrestling people, and you got all of that. John Eldridge is going to come to your church <laughs> <laughs> and just hang out. Yeah. It'll be mountain climbing. Yeah. But 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 to hear that is so major for a couple of reasons. One, it brings health to the church, but it totally changes the dynamics of a community that you're going to. They see leadership and then they yeah. see it translated. Well, and let me, let me say this as well. Um, I'm seeing that in the ladies too. Really? Uh, I'll tell you, and, and if they ever listen to this, I want them to hear this as well. If they uh, ever listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You know, Kelly and Susan, you know, the wives of David and Tommy, my two elders, uh, those two ladies have already poured into and been investing in my wife in, in, there you go. in ways that are above and beyond. Yeah. And, and something that 
I don't know that they'll ever know how thankful I am for that. And Christy's a, she's a strong introvert. Yeah. Now, once you get to know her, she's funny as all get out and she'll be the life of the party, but she is much more comfortable in the background behind the scenes. And I have to pull her out sometimes in some of this. What they have done is brought her with them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just me saying, hey, come with me this. It's them saying, hey, come sit with us. Hey, come hang with us. Hey, Christy, have you met so-and-so? They're connecting her to people and and tearing down those initial relational barriers that that are more difficult for her than, than are for me. And, and there's a spiritual insight and depth in them to see that in her and know this is one way we can help her. It's not just about coming alongside me. It's about coming alongside her as well. Yeah. And, dude, I'm telling you, uh, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh, they're leaders in the community as well. Some, you know, another young couple, one's already said, very interested in helping with children's ministry. has been in that community her whole life. Um, and, and just the things that they're stepping up and saying, we're ready, you know, uh, if somebody initiates those conversations, I'm, I'm checking with Kyle, uh, and saying, okay, here's what so-and-so is wanting yeah, to do. Who, and who said, <laughs> where have they been before? And yeah. he said, they've do, been doing that for us. So there's precedent there. I, I would say this. I, yeah, I, I, go ahead. I'm I, sorry. Had, I had this thought while I was sitting there processing this, they've served before at Summit Conway. Now they're ready to serve here. If you're a planter and you've got some people that are coming from some other churches, to come and help you, be a part of a core group or whatever. I think it's very important to contact that pastor and see how they served in their former church. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that's what I was going to say. Yeah. There is absolutely nothing wrong and everything right yeah. Yeah. with checking on them. Yes. Yeah. Doing, yes. you know, say background check, but I mean, you're you're checking well, like what's their service, what's their yep. Yep. spirit, yep. you know, did they leave the mother church because they're hacked off and right. yeah. thinking this is their own little right. fiefdom or did to they do get whatever. run out? Yeah. yeah, 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 and I there's a lot of danger exactly in that right. with a new church plant. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, yes, I'm mad yes. at my former church, so I'm gonna go over here. And, and what happens? You bring that anger and baggage to the new church, yeah. and it's there's nothing spiritual about your decision to That's come there. Good. And then you're back to I'm just letting volunteers come in because I'm overwhelmed instead yeah. of this is the core group person yep. of my dreams. Yeah, you know, those things yeah. you're talking about, right. hungry and they're spiritual yep. and God stirred them to yep. be there and all that. Yeah, yep. back to yeah. that whole deal, yep. which is back to. Uh, I, I appreciate again what Neil said about prayer over this. Yeah. As the planter, this is a specific prayer we- request that you're praying over yeah. leaders and key leaders. Yes. I yeah. mean, Jesus said, the fields are white for harvest, therefore, Ask the pray for leaders. That's, That's right. That's it. <laughs> pray for yep. workers. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yep. And uh, and he is the Lord of the harvest. That's yeah. right. He is yeah. the one doing And so he's going to bring them to you. That's right. Yeah. If he's in this, if yeah. he's stirring you, if he's called you to plant there, you've settled that, as Neil said, you got that all settled, then you know, and you can even be patient and wait for yeah. God to answer that prayer because yeah. he's got them too because he's yeah. the Lord over that harvest he's called you to. Yeah. yeah. There, yeah. You know, one of the things, Things that Lord stopped me over the years, and you know Matthew fourteen, Peter walking on water is kind of where this began to gel with me. You know, Peter had absolutely no ability to do that on his own right. until Jesus said, "Come." Once Jesus calls us to something, He will give us the ability to fulfill the call that He put on our lives. Yeah. Yeah. There is nothing He's going to call us to that He will not help us accomplish because He's faithful. And he'll do that. And, and I want all of them to know if God's calling you to this, there's something he's calling you to do. And whether you think you can do it or not, he will give you the ability 
to do this because he's called you to this. He's not going to leave you hanging yeah. uh, in that. And so as we're forming this core group and pulling this thing together, that's what I'm trying to figure out uh, and, uh, and, and see what has God called them to do. How has he wired them? How has he gifted them? Where, where are they, they hungry? Where are they strong? Where are they weak? And then how can we best maximize their, their calling, uh, the calling upon their lives? Man, there's some Dang, dynamite practice man. stuff in the day. <laughs> It yeah. is awesome, man. It's you know what? Again, if you if you didn't catch the previous podcast, they go together. You yeah. have to kind of pull yeah. these together. Dave, uh, funny seeing you in this seat, but uh, great <laughs> yeah. that you are in this yeah. seat yeah. Uh, and and doing it and kind of watching it. I've never been able to kind of watch a planter kind of go through this process. So well, if you, and, and this has helped me. I'm sitting here while we're talking, thinking, oh, I, re- I said that. I really need to do that. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, that yeah. was that was a good idea. You know, I need to write that down so I don't forget to go back and. Do do that. Yeah. Plant or heal yourself. <laughs> All that stuff is coming back yeah, now. Yeah. yeah I want to yeah. know, have any other guys called you and said, hey, Dave, remember when you told me that? Have you done that? Uh, anybody yeah. called you Oh, yet? yeah. I've had yeah. a couple of those. There you yeah. go. That's yeah. it. That's hey, it. fun idea. Let's start with a checklist and check up on him every time. Did That's you do it. this? Did yeah. you do this? Yeah. 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 Exactly. But you have done, I mean, just breaking it down, practical for the next, uh, man, we're, we're just going to kind of go through these. This has been so helpful. I know they're planters they're the guys in the process and you've said you know earlier uh just just kind of know where you're going just pull in that group that uh if they are hungry humble and smart mm-hmm. is so major paul lencioni in uh no patrick lencioni, patrick lencioni. Yeah. yeah paul is his cousin he wrote another book yeah. called uh try to stay out of jail yeah but uh, that's a whole different i book. hate it when people call me pat well and I, you know so I'll, I'll say this you know a lot of this stuff that we're doing now you know i don't i don't think i'm doing this had we not had the experience of planting city church you know, in 2008 yeah and then all go. this training kind of uh, my training here with planters at ABSC was kind of an unpacking of what all went wrong in our first <laughs> church plant. And, uh, and now, and really I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know that I ever really realized how much that shaped me in things that should, it, that's the greatest example of what should have been incredible and it didn't work. Yeah. And there's a lot of not a lot of nuances, a lot of reasons for why it didn't work. But I'm telling you, God has not allowed me to forget some of those lessons. Yeah, and yeah. and it's all come back to me now that hey, I've and I'm 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 much more attentive because of some of those mistakes yeah. than I might have might not have been had I not had them. Gather so, the fragments that nothing be lost. Yeah. I mean that's major right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so all this this is not because I'm some wise guy sitting on the mountain that figured all this stuff out and never had any issues. We blew it, you know, that first time. <laughs> And yeah. I don't, I can't afford to blow this, you know, and, and God's got to be in this. He's got to be speaking and I got to be asking and listening uh, or I'm sunk. There you, you know, go. This Greg, it. this is good stuff. It is good. stuff. It's real good stuff for real. Greg, so. how you feel, man? This is uh this is two in the hopper. I'm blown away. Honored <laughs> to be here. I, I hope that's not your final letting me go now. <laughs> I hope I get to come back for a third one. No, no, My no, no. My probationary period is over. No, no. There you go. Hey, you're <laughs> two hit wonder. <laughs> That's better than I've used to be. Well, you're not Rock Me Amadeus, but hey, (laughs) you've done done pretty good. Hey, thanks for joining us today on The Grind. Make sure you share that with uh, planters and people that are praying about about planting as well. And also, sponsor churches, people that want to pray for other folks. You continue.
continue to share that uh, all these podcasts that we do. Thanks for joining us again today on The Grind. Adios. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Grind. We hope you learned something new and found some encouragement along the way. To learn more about church planting in Arkansas and to find more resources, visit absc.org and click the church planting tab. Be sure to rate and review us if you like what you heard. Until next time, keep grinding.